Searching for the loan that's right for your life or your business? The Bank of Clark County offers personal auto financing, personal loans and business lines of credit, mortgages and business real estate loans, home equity loans, personal and business construction loans, and more. Whether you're looking to upgrade your life or your business, the Bank of Clark County has the loan that fits. Visit your local Bank of Clark County branch or go to bankofclark.bank. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. come it is early but early in the offseason I should say but we now officially know who is starting at quarterback Chris Ballard pulls it off makes the trade for Wentz so before we get into the details of the trade Anthony I'll just ask you and he was your prediction so Wentz is officially a Colt now so immediate immediate reaction just to the trade news I guess we'll start with that Immediate reactions. Um, I was I was very surprised that the trade was pulled off. You know, there's so many reports throughout the week and like weeks and months, and like you know, the trade is on, the trade is off. You know, Howie Roseman's not going to take the offer, but eventually, you know, Howie took it and went that went to the Colt. I thought that they're going to keep him because they wanted the first round pick or multiple first round picks and a, and a few players in the trade. His ludicrous offer. You know, we we didn't think that he was going to take Ballard's small offer, but, you know, I'm just really surprised. I want to say I'm surprised also, but we've seen Ballard over the small course of his Colts career pull off these incredible trades and remarkable moves. So I guess I'm really not too surprised. I definitely agree with you. Obviously, the Eagles were delusional thinking they were going to get a first-round pick for Wentz. Just one, his production from last season, and two, everything that came out in terms of him potentially being a locker room cancer, just the, 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 the disastrous run they had in that last season. The value on him as a quarterback really fell, not to mention the fact that he ultimately got, got ended up bench, getting benched for a rookie. So it, it was really a, an overall bad situation, and honestly, I think the deal that they got from us was the best that they were going to get. Yeah, it's true. His his value did go down, but um, you know the 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 uh, whole trade included a third round pick and a a uh, second for next year that could turn into a first. And you know, I just thought it was a great trade for us overall because you know who knows if Wentz Wentz turns into a superstar, you know who cares about you know the conditional first you know like the eagles have shown that they're terrible at drafting you know last year they sh- they sh- they showed that they took Jalen Rager instead of Justin Jefferson on the board and the year before that they took JJ Arcega Whiteside instead of DK Metcalf so i don't really mind the trade and i don't think that we gave them too much Right, I, I definitely agree with that. Obviously, mentioning the details, so they they get our third round this year. Next year, they get a it's a they get a next year second with the conditions of if Wentz is to play seventy five percent of the snaps, it jumps to a first, or if he plays seventy percent, but we make the playoffs, it it'll jump to a first. But I, I agree with you. Obviously, ultimately, it, it's a if Wentz turns out to be a not even a great quarterback, just a good quarterback for us, gets us to the postseason. But obviously, we're all hoping more gets us Super Bowl. We're not going to care about that first-round pick. It's going to be a low pick anyway. Just looking at this past season, we know we're picking number 21. So if the deal, if the 
transaction goes as we're planning it to be, that's going to be a low first-round pick anyway. We're not really going to lose much value. And even then, Ballard has proven to already show that he can find gems in the later rounds. He doesn't necessarily need a first-round pick in order to get a bona fide player on the team. Yeah, man, I'm just, I'm just, re- I'm just really excited to see what Chris Ball is gonna do this year. You know, like you said, uh, we got our first round pick this year, 21. Even if we, you know, if he does um, play 75% of the snaps, you know, he does. Um, that the pick next year is gonna be a late first round pick, and you know, you know, Wentz does have injury history. Plus, you know, with this new um, with all these new rules with the COVID and everything, you never know anything could happen. So he could, you know, end up getting hurt for a little bit, or, you know, he could sit out a few games for the COVID. We never know. So he could end up playing a little less than 75%. You know, Jacob Eason could come in, you know, with with all this, with all this COVID stuff, anything could happen. So Wentz could take us to the playoff, ultimately even playing less than 70% of the snaps. So we, you know, he could end up playing, like, you know, like, say, like, a 65 or 70 instead of 75, and we could still end up making the playoffs, and the pick could still um, turn out to be a second-round pick after all, so. Right. There's, there's definitely a very plenty of variables to go over. You know, bringing up his injury history is, is a great point and was definitely part of my concern of bringing him over to the team as well as his contract. But even just on a contract aspect, Ballard does it again because the Eagles are going to eat $30 million of that. So he's only – like so, yes, his contract is on the high side, but it's not going to really count for much this year thanks to the Eagles eating $30 million of that. And after this season, his cap hit really – kind of bombards down so and even just talking about this current offseason even after the Wentz move we are still sitting with about 50 million in cap space so it's definitely not handcuffing us at all we can still we still have plenty of room and potential to go get other free agents yeah I was talking about this in my article when the day uh, when, when the day the uh, trade happened you know I said the Colts still have like the third or fourth most cap space in the NFL and this now it it makes it a more attractable place for free agents to come to. You know, the Colts still need a wide receiver, tight end, like, a, like just maybe a few more weapons on offense and even defensive free agents, you know. It, it just makes it a more attractable market um, because l- let's just say if we're going into the draft or, like, the league, the new league year starts in a month, you know, all these big names, because there's a bunch of big names on the free agency market this year, they're not going to want to come to a situation where they don't know who the quarterback is. And the quarterback is Wentz. He did have a bad year last year, but a bunch of people around the league know that Frank Reich believes in him and Frank Reich believes that he can fix him. And that's and 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 this now makes it a uh, an attractable market for free agents now. Like For example, for wide receivers – the, the big two names are Allen Robinson or Chris Godwin. A big name like that is not going to want to come to the Colts if they don't even know who the quarterback is, considering, like, for example, Allen Robinson, even since college, like, he's never played with a great quarterback, and he finally wants to play with a good quarterback. So it finally just makes this, like, an attractable place for free agents to come to. Right, you know, and I'm glad you brought up the argument about the wide receivers because that that's obviously, you know, for especially for – attracting wide receivers that that's your calling card who who's the guys gonna be throwing me the passes obviously if you don't if you don't have that position set you're you're not going to attract these big guys you know, as you mentioned Allen Robinson or Chris Godwin Kenny Galladay who's the guy I'm big on not to mention the fact that we still got T.Y. Hilton who needs to be who needs to be brought back 
And so now I guess the question kind of goes to the T.Y. Hilton question. Is he coming back to Indy now? Now that we know who's going to be playing under center, does is Ballard able to bring back T.Y. or do you think that he his market is just going to be too expensive for what we're willing to pay and he ends up walking? Honestly, at this point with the cap hit, even though it wasn't a big cap hit with Wentz, I think that T.Y. Hilton is not going to be back next year. Um, I, I believe he still thinks he's a, a wide receiver one. I don't think that anymore. I think if, if he would come back to the Colts, it would have to be on like a, a team-friendly deal, and he would have to transition to the slot or something like that. Um, a bunch of other teams have been looking at him, like the Dolphins, the Packers, and I just think that, that he would be better off somewhere else because even though the Colts still have the fourth-most cap space, like we're, we're still going to be missing out on some guys. Like, like, for example, Xavier Rhodes, you know, I don't think um, – Chris Ballard is going to resign him only because of his market value. And next year is when all the big free agents, all of our big free agents are going to be um, needed to resign. Like Darius Leonard, Nelson, Brandon Smith, all those, Naeem Hines, all of those guys next year are going, to, um, are going to need to be resigned from the 2018 draft. So um, just to think about this year and and next year's free agents, uh, I just don't think Ty is going to be back uh, this year because he's going to command more money than his value. Yeah, I, I've got to agree with you, and that that is the tough thing. Now, you know, you would think things will get easier now that we sell the quarterback, but it's it's really not. We've met, obviously the wide receiver thing. We we've still got to fill the hole at left tackle. You know, that that another very important position when it comes to the success success of your football team. Especially when you're talking to Wentz, talking to a quarterback who has injury, who has had a history of injury problems in his short young career, and now this O line has been boasted as being the best or at the at its worst top three. But that's of course with a great tackle in Anthony Costanzo, who you are now losing. The person you bring in again, he doesn't necessarily have to be a rock solid number one guy, but he's got to be competent enough to obviously keep the keep the reputation of this great O-line. And, you know, there are talks. We are looking at Orlando Brown, who might come pricey. Who knows? Maybe it might come from the draft. But uh, I guess I'll pose a question back to you, even though you might have already kind of answered it. What important position hole needs to be filled next? Uh, personally, I think uh, the most uh, important position would be defensive end. Um, you know, defensive end and left tackle are right there, one and two for me. But, um, you know... I would say defensive end only because at the end of the year when uh, Costanzo got hurt, we just we signed Jared Veltier off the street. Same with Will Holden, like we just signed those two guys off the street, and and you know they came in and did great. But um, in that in that Bills game, you know, uh, in the playoffs, Josh Allen he had all day to throw, and uh, I just think that the the market for defensive ends this year is a lot bigger than um, than the market for tackles, you know, and 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 the market for tackles there's a bunch of older guys, you know, there's not as many big names that are younger uh, uh, tackles on the market right now, like Trent Williams, Russell Okung, like I could name like ten or fifteen guys on the on the market for defensive end. And, you know, they're just huge names like J.J. Watt, Vaughn Miller, you know, um, and like a bunch of underrated guys, too, like Carl Lawson and Romeo Aquara. So um, I think the Colts will most likely uh, address the left tackle position through the draft. But free agency, uh, the most important position, I think they're going to go all in on a pass rusher this year. 
Yeah, you know, and I, I said this back on the live stream earlier. The, probably the most important, probably the two most important things when it comes to sport of football is you need a quarterback and you need a guy who can get to the quarterback. And now last season, bringing in DeForest Buckner turned out to be huge and amazing for this defense. Ends up ends up leading the team in sacks in sacks from the interior tackle position. But again, I agree with you. you you've got to you've got to get a young guy on this edge, a young guy who can just put on pressure and really. Again, similar to my argument of how I think it should be easy to get a left tackle because you're playing next to number 56. On the flip side on the defense, I think it should really be easy to bring an edge in onto this team because 99 in the middle is going to get the most attention. And you're going to be looking at one-on-ones. You should be frothing at the mouth in that as a defender. Yeah, I agree with that. Like, I'm just I'm just so excited to see what Chris Ballard's going to do because, like I said, there's so many options this year. And it's going to be real easy, like you said. Because 99 is going to be drawing a lot of attention. And then right next to him, big number 90, Grover Stewart, he's a beast in the run game. And those two guys in the middle, those those two guys are going to be creating so much attention, especially in the run game. And it's going to be real easy for, for a defensive end to, to just come in. And, you know, we kept our guy, Matt, Matt Eberflus. He, uh, he got all those... Uh, those uh, calls from Houston and everything. I thought that he was going to be gone. Um, but we still got our guy, Matt Eberflus. And I think that it's just a really attractive place for, um, for, uh, for defensive ends and defensive free agents because the, this defense is only going to get better. The top 10 defense last year, and it's only going to get better this year. Yeah, I definitely got to agree with that. And definitely keeping Eberflus was huge, especially with the, there was a lot of good open jobs out on the market. And I know he was mostly linked to the Texans one, which seeing what we know now, definitely probably a dumpster fire over there. So I could probably see why he passed on it. But keeping him is definitely huge and important. You're going to keep that consistency, what he's been able to do with this unit over the years. And obviously Ballard has rewarded him with the talent. Uh, definitely a, a big thing is, you know, you've got to have a good coach, but on the flip side, you've got to have talent on the field. And the athletes that he's been presented with, and he's definitely shown results. So you really can't be mad at what he's done. In terms of the rest of the free agency, it's going to be exciting. The, the fact that it really hasn't even fully started yet, we're, you know, we're still kind of waiting. Even then, teams right now are still actually cutting people. So really, if you want to get technical, free agency hasn't even kicked off yet. And we're already, and like you mentioned, we've already seen how the market is. So when the money starts flowing, it, it's going to be crazy. And we'll have to just stay tuned and keep it keep a track on everything. Yeah, it's true. You see a lot of a lot of teams are just um, getting rid of players already and everything. The league year, like I said, didn't start until um until March and teams are making moves and it's gonna be a wild free agency. Like these past few years, like there's been a lot of moves in the NFL, like it's been getting crazy, like the NBA free agency. Like in the NBA there's always so many moves. Like the NFL starting to get like this too. Like last year was a big quarterback market. And this year's it's it's the big market for defensive ends and I'm just so excited to see like who goes where and uh what the Colts are gonna do. Yeah, definitely. It's definitely exciting times. And as I've said on plenty of shows before, it's, it's good right now to be a Colts fan. We are sitting in such a prime, perfect position that you, you really have nothing to be mad about. And you really have nothing to be to be worried about either. Our, our coach is proven. Our GM is proven. This organization seems to be forever headed in the right direction. Honestly, as Colts fans, we truly have been spoiled because this team, even when it's been bad, we've never really been in the dumpster for too long. But before we do end this off, I do just want to jump back on the Carson Wentz thing just real quick because, I mean, obviously I'll admit that I was definitely – prior to the move, I was against it. I did not want him. 
But when you take a step back and look at his time with the Eagles, look at his stat sheet, he's quite frankly, he's honestly not that bad. Not to mention the fact that everyone jumps back to the year 2017 where him and Reich, he was in the MVP race until unfortunately he had his injury. Anthony, I'll ask you, is it too cliche as of right now to say that the ceiling for this team is a Super Bowl run with Wentz? No, it's not cliche at all. That's what I said too in my uh, in my article when the day um, when when the uh, day the trade broke. You know, I'm just I'm just such a big fan of Wentz right now. Um, he does have his issues, but I think I think the team can fix him, and I think that our Super Bowl window is right now. Um, th- this team went 11 and five last year. And I think I think um, the record will be around the same, like 11 and 5, 12 and 4, somewhere around there. And it's not far fetched at all, you know. Um, we have the cap space to make the moves necessary, and the moves will get done. You know, Chris Ballard, he knows what he's doing, and you know we still have our first round draft pick. That's such a big move because with that third rounder gone that allows Chris Ballard to trade back if he wants to because he's traded back in the past. He could move back into the third round while keeping a first-round pick. So he could trade back from, say, 21 to 23 or to from 21 to 25 and then throw in another third-round pick. So, you know, I'm just I'm just really happy and excited to see what's going to happen. And, and he's not going to flop on any of these moves, just knowing him. All the offseason moves he's made, he hasn't flopped on a lot of them. In the you know, in the past, like say three or four years, and I, this move for Wentz, it just shows that they believe in him, and and Frank believes in him, and I just think that um, that it's not far fetched at all, and I think this team is a Super Bowl contender. Yeah, you know, you, you put it greatly, and the interesting thing about the Wentz Reich dynamic, because obviously you mentioned the draft, you can you go back and look it up. When the Eagles drafted Wentz, as you, anyone who's watched the NFL draft, you know normally they'll go, they'll take a shot of the GM calling or the head coach calling. Frank Reich was the one who made the call to him, saying that the Eagles were taking him, and I just thought that was very interesting. So essentially, Reich is getting his guy back, and if I'm being quite frank, also he's getting his guy back. I think in a better position for him to succeed because just looking at some quick stats last season Wentz got sacked 50 times that that's not even include how many times he got hit compared to where Philip Rivers got sacked 19 times behind our O-line and easy to say easy enough to say Wentz is definitely way more mobile than a Philip Rivers so again probably another cliche crazy questions but is it crazy for me to assume that Wentz might even might barely get sacked 15 times next season no I don't I don't think that's far-fetched at all you know went to the more mobile quarterback than Rivers he does have issues of holding the ball too long that has been uh, an issue this year but he's playing behind a great line and he is mobile and he can use his legs and I I think the I think the sacks it'll be under 15 like you said I think it might even be um under 13 you know he might only get sacked uh, maybe 11 or 12 times this year so you know Wentz he has the keys you know nobody nobody here is is asked is asking Wentz to be the MVP he was in 2017 all all, all they're really asking him to be is, is, is just to be a good quarterback not 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 a great one but just like Rivers level you know just be a good quarterback and and this is only going to get better as time goes on um 
before the Wentz move and before Rivers retired, I was a big fan of bringing Rivers back only because it was his first year in the system and the second year would have been great. A second year for Rivers in this system, it would have only made him better. So let's just say if, if Wentz is, if he turns into say a top 15 quarterback this year, it's only, and, and let's just say that we don't make it to the Super Bowl in two years, he could be amazing. You know, he could turn from a, top 15 quarterback to a top 10 quarterback in this system. You know, we see him with Ryan Tannehill this year, you know, uh, his first year in the system last year, he was good, but he, he was even better this year for Tennessee. So, and, and Wentz is only 28 years old. So the more time that he has in the system, he's going to get better. So, you know, if Wentz, if Wentz turns everything around, we finally don't have to think about quarterbacks anymore. And finally, finally we have our franchise quarterback. Right, that's definitely a great point. Obviously, because now that mentioning the longevity, because definitely an important thing in this sport, in any sport, is is time you have on a team. And as as we've seen, the first four years of this Reich Ballard run, it's been a revolving door at the quarterback position. But it seems it it appears to be as of right now, you know. We've got the guy for, I'd say, at the minimum of the next four years, obviously, because Wentz is under contract until 2023, if I'm if I, correct me if I'm wrong. So, you know, you've got a guy who we know is going to be there at least for a few seasons, you know, so it, it's not so much of like a plug and play. We need to win right now. Not to mention the fact that this team is young, too. So, again, you mentioned Wentz being 28. He, he's going to grow with this team, you know, mentioning all of our defensive starters, even some of the offensive young ones. They're, they're all in their young 20s. So, as you've mentioned earlier on the show, this is the prime position to make that Super Bowl run for a couple of years, not just a one-and-done not just a one-and-done hack at it. So it, it, it's exciting, and we've got a lot to look forward to. Yeah, there's a lot to look forward to as a Colts fan this year. There's so much going on, and I'm so excited. Yeah, it's definitely exciting. You know, we could probably go on and on about it, but we're just going to end it off right here. So first and foremost, I want to thank all of you for tuning in and listening as we continue to grow here on the Colts Beat with the Say It Again Network. We're just truly blessed to do what we get to do. If you're not already, make sure to give us a follow on Twitter at the Colts Beat, at SIA Colts Beat. You can catch this show as well as all of our other shows on anywhere you can get your podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Buzzsprout, Stitcher, and then definitely on behalf of myself, Anthony, the Say It Again Network, and everyone here at the Colts Beat. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. As always, go Colts. Let's go Colts. When it comes to convenient and customizable control, Corteva AgriScience's proven cereal herbicides hit the bullseye. Yeah, like that. There are options with distinct chemistries, multiple modes of action, rotational flexibility, plus dependable agronomic support and more. Oh, nice shot. To find which cereal herbicide hits the mark for you, visit cerealherbicides.corteva.us. Okay, you can stop shooting arrows at me now. Commercial's over. Hey, that one almost hit me. The NBA playoff action is nonstop at DraftKings Sportsbook. 
an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet just $5 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. Looking to turn a small bet into a big payday? Try DraftKings Same Game Parlays. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets like which team will win, total threes made, total rebounds, and more. And right now, all customers can place a Same Game Parlay with three or more legs and get a free bet back up to $25 if one leg doesn't hit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code IHEART. Bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's code IHEART. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. Virginia only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. If you or somebody you know has a gambling problem, call the Virginia Problem Gambling Helpline at 888-532-3500.